2: I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience.
0: Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War
1: Room. Here's your host,
0: Stephen K. Vance.
1: We've seen mass illegal immigration, undercut American jobs and wages, the rule of law and our very social fabric. Meanwhile, Washington politicians have spent hundreds of billions of dollars on a broken university system which has churned out students deep in debt and in positions where it's almost impossible for them uh, to be successful and to start families. Deaths due to opioids, alcoholism, and suicide have surged in this country, and depression and anxiety have risen even more due to recent lockdown COVID policies. Over the past decade, life expectancy in the United States has declined, and it's been declining for a number of years now. This is not normal. This is not acceptable. And yet entrenched politicians in Washington refuse to change course. Why would they? Life for many of the people who are connected have never done better. Right now, five of the eight wealthiest counties in the United States of America are suburbs of Washington, D.C. How does that happen? They're not producing anything of note other than a lot of debt and a lot of hot air. So here's what we have to do. To get this right, first, we have to restore the economic sovereignty of this country and take back control of our economy from China. This abusive... (laughs) The abusive relationship, the asymmetric relationship between our two countries must come to an end. No more massive trade deficits, no more importing of goods, uh, with stolen intellectual property, no more preferential trade status. We need to incentivize the repatriation of American capital and investment here in the United States so we can recapture our supply chains and build a strong, durable industrial base. And in Florida, uh, we've actually taken action against the CCP. We have banned the purchase of land in Florida by members of the Chinese Communist Party or its affiliates.
0: Okay, uh, Monday, thirty-one July, Year of Our Lord, twenty twenty-three. Um, and I want to give him something for the effort, but but this was the big, this was the big economic speech today, and kind of the third leg when they talk about policy and Politico. And if the guys in Denver, the team in Denver, the men and women there can put it up, I want to talk about it for a second. I got Boris up. We were going to have Navarro, but I think I'm going to have Navarro tomorrow so he can look at this whole speech and break it down. This was the third policy leg of Governor DeSantis's challenge to President Trump. And here's one of the reasons I've now gotten so upset about this challenge, because it just diverts attention, it diverts time, and most importantly, it diverts resources, the opportunity cost to have to go against this are you kidding me? Is this it? I mean, to use the, the, the and it's like he just found the information. Peter Schweitzer and I talked about where the guys had broken and did the analysis and came out and in 2012. 2012. A dozen years ago about the counties around Washington, D.C., the, the counties in northern Virginia and, of course, in uh, on the Maryland side. I mean, DeSantis is rolling this out, reading a speech. First off, brother, if you're going to step up and talk about the economy, you have to understand you have to stand up with no notes. You have to stand up with no speech. You have to stand up with no teleprompter. And you have to talk. You have to. People have to understand that you understand this and you understand the interconnectivity of it. You went through all this effort and you challenged President Trump and you you had, you know, potentially need try to kneecap him for this. Is this is what this is it? Your 10 parts. To say it's juvenile is to insult juveniles and he's got Ken Griffin and he's got all these guys Jeff Rowe and they you've been thinking about this for two years this is what you've been doing and you've been focused and this is what you gave me you're big economic man I'm sitting there I got Navarro on it I got Boris's watching I got people watching I'm watching it and I'm saying are you kidding me he's got the 10 pillars it's all just a bunch of talk it's a word salad i like the fact that he is understands the Trump movement and understands that we're about American economic sovereignty and that we're ne- we're economic nationalist and that you have to get the financial house in order of our country. And you have to get the you have to get the manufacturing base right and you have to get American economic sovereignty. I like that. But there's no understanding of that. It's just it's just a, a group of things. Just, it's 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 all a focus group and slapped together. Slap together. The people in the city of London told you this two months ago when when DeSantis, who finally got a passport, went around for five days to Korea and Japan and Israel and ended up in London. And they took him, remember, in London, the old city is the Wall Street, because I call City of London. I mean, the, the Europe's Wall Street. They had him in the City of London at, at this reception. He was going to give a speech. And, and he to talk, I talked to the guys there. And the Times of London, the Financial Times, they came in the next day and said, this guy doesn't have it. The participants. Because London's still the global capital, where, 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 you know, McKinsey and Booz Allen and all the consulting firms and all the big international corporations, they're all there. They all went and weighed and measured him. And he said he was like a small-time governor of a small state. You just saw it in New Hampshire. Brother, that can't be it. That can't be it. The War Room Posse, with our talks on, on, on capital markets and the economy and manufacturing and trade policy and the currency, the dollar, and how it's all inextricably linked, they have a ten times—I could have a random member of this audience— Stand on that podium with no notes, no notes and no prepared speech. I could have a working class individual with no college education, hasn't borrowed money, doesn't intend to pay back to have some frickin gender studies degree. I can have a working class man or woman driving a truck or working at a restaurant that's listened to the word for the last three years. Stand on that podium and give you a argument about the American economy that is a factor of 10 more sophisticated than Ron DeSantis. This is what you got me, brother. This is it. This is what we raised $200 million for. This is what old man Murdoch had you on time and time and time again. And this also shows you the donors and the, and the, and, and the Murdochs and all that corrupt entity running the GOP. They have no interest. Remember, this is their big champion now. They're tired of him now. And you, I can tell you, you can see why they're tired of him. That ain't going to bring it. Chris Sanunu actually gets it. Sanunu went on uh, Hugh Hewitt earlier. It's in the political piece. He said, this is not about po- policy. This is about leadership. And showing you, you can bring this party together. And that you can lead. And you can show leadership. Well, Sununu, since is a lightweight. And by the way, Sanunu, just so you understand this, if your name was Chris Smith, You'd be a nothing in politics. Your old man got you everything that you got just because you're part of the Sununu uh, corrupt apparatus up there in New Hampshire. That's the only reason you're anywhere. But no, it is about policy. It is about policy. Remember, Trump is a man with a movement, and that movement is a populist economic nationalist movement. Understand that. That is why he's beloved. DeSantis, this is now a joke. That is a joke. Any member of this audience that has a high school degree and has listened to the show for three years could stand on that podium without one note, with no teleprompter and no speech, and give a more organized, more thought-through understanding of the American economy and what needs to be done. Boris Epstein, now we understand why the polling is, is where it is. This thing today was just, it was like... It was OK. Don't get me wrong. It was OK. And directionally, it's so much better than other Republicans have done. I like it. The guy's trying. He's making an effort. But this is what you get after hundreds of millions of dollars in this big thing he's going to take on Trump and he's going to do this. is this is what if you're sitting there and you and I know if you're going to come out and this is your and, and, and they pitched it. He's on not just on woke. He's on economics. He understands economics is not simply about woke. If you prepare this, is this is what you got for me? Is this it? Is, it, is this what it's all about? Doesn't it show you this whole thing is just a sham. This is nothing more than Ken Griffin and the oligarchs on Wall Street that control the Republican Party. What they want is another neoliberal neocon. Remember, DeSantis got off the reservation a couple of months ago and he said a cop literally lifting from the war room, which I have no problem, Ron, with your staff doing it saying that this is nothing but a uh, a conflict on the eastern Russian-speaking, a territorial conflict on the eastern Russian-speaking border of, uh, of the Ukraine, and we should focus on the southern border. Literally lift it. Word for word. I got no problem. I got no problem. Right? Uh, I have no problem to do that. Fine. And, of course, when they said all the neocons and all the donors I said, no, 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 no. You can't do that. What do you mean? What, do, what are you talking about? that What, 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 what? And he flipped he flipped to his neocon position 24 hours later, Borsh, your assessment of the, quote, major economic speech in New Hampshire today, sir.
3: Steve, honored to be with you. Honored to be with the posse. Here's my first assessment. You know, I know a couple, two, three people who went to Harvard. I think you may have. It's very unclear. Um, and, but in all seriousness, <laughs> this guy went to Harvard undergrad and Yale law, and this is his delivery? With respect to to my little boy, I,
0: have, I, I actually, had to do by the way, first- by the way, I actually, I actually think it's the reverse. I think it was Yale undergrad and Harvard Law. But your point's well taken. No, no. For someone I, who well, went to Georgia. right? I, I, your which, point's. Which,
3: which, <laughs> which I, you know, which, uh, you know, yeah, he's Yale undergrad, Harvard Law. You're correct. Yale undergrad, Harvard Law. Okay. And this is, this is what you get. With respect to my little boy, this you know, is what I, you I, get. I, I've, been, I've been to a first grade recital. But delivery is better than this. We are going to— Well, first off, to- OK, let's
0: talk—hold on, hold on. Let's talk about—hang on, hang on. Let's talk about the delivery. He's reading the speech. Brother, if you're going to take on Trump and if you want to change the direction of this country from the oligarchs, it has to be burned into your soul. You should be able to go through chapter and verse and make connections and throw in anecdotes and, and and call a couple of audibles during the speech. Don't sit there like an automaton and read the thing. And five of the eight counties surrounding Washington, D.C. are the wealthiest counties in the country. How
3: did that happen? Hot air. Ha ha. Ha ha. I mean, OK, listen, if I wanted <laughs> Beavis and Butthead as my president, I guess that's what I would get. But the, no. I mean, this is, it, no. it's, it, you know what it is, Steve? It's actually embarrassing. It's embarrassing for the state of Florida, it's embarrassing for our country, and it's, and it's embarrassing for, for the rhinos and the neocons. This is the best they got. I mean, and, and listen, here's the deal. This is it. This is why Ron DeSanctimonious, the, the Florida governor, this is why he's lost pretty much everything. He lost a race for the Republican Study Committee. He lost everything where he didn't have the backing of the greatest p- political machine, the greatest political force in, in modern American history, President Donald J. Trump. Without President Trump, this is what you get. You get this automaton who can't string two words together and you're totally right, Steve, he should not be reading it, full stop. But if you are gonna read it, at least show some emotion. show you care. And by the way, what about that crowd? This is that was some of the most faint applause <laughs> not I've exactly. ever heard Hold my it, career. hold
0: it, hold it. Not exactly, not exactly roaring standing ovation. When you give you big line and we are taking our country back from China, you got. It's like it's, it's like, like you're down. at the U- it's like you're at the USG. You, you're only you're at a PGA event and you just double bogeyed and the audience does not and the crowd doesn't know whether they should clap or laugh. So they give you a couple of guys, give you a clap. OK, Boris, hang over a second. Uh, Boris epstein 's is with us. We call a couple of articles. I got Navarre going to come tomorrow morning because I do want to have he laid out 10 principles. And I do want to uh, go through it because I think it's important about where the mindset of the Republican Party is now to go through this. Also, Carrie Lake is going to join us tomorrow. I don't want to jam that in. I got to spend some more time with Boris. Julie Kelly is going to be with us on J6. Julie be with us at the bottom of the hour. Man, And we've got a big Ukraine analysis and a CCP uh, bioweapons lab analysis in the next hour. And also Tim Alberino is going to join us on the hearings of Birchett, Gates, APL, and MACE last week in Washington. All next, Hearing the Word. We are days away from the Durban Accords, the greatest threat to the United States dollar's global dominance in the past 80 years. On August 22nd, BRICS nations Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa are expected to announce the launch of a new international supercurrency fully backed by gold or other commodities. This is part of their long term plan to supplant the United States and the dollar as the cornerstones of the global financial system. How can you protect your IRA or 401k from the fallout from this landmark announcement? Diversify with gold from Birch Gold Group. Historically, gold has been a safe haven in times of high uncertainty, which is right now. Get a free info kit on gold IRAs and decide for yourself if a tax-sheltered retirement account backed by physical precious metals is right for you. Text the word Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. This is a monumental shift happening among nations that control one-third of the world's GDP, and it kicks off on August 22nd. Arm yourself with information to protect your retirement savings. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to the number 989898, and claim your free information kit from Birch Gold.
4: War Here's your host,
0: Stephen K.
5: Bannon. But new polling shows that most Republican primary voters simply don't want to hear the truth. In the latest survey from The New York Times and Siena College, Trump leads Florida Governor Ron DeSantis by 37 points, 54 percent to just 17% among likely GOP primary voters. All other candidates earned less than 5% of support in the poll, which we should note was conducted before new charges were announced against Trump in the classified documents case, that superseding indictment. If you take out all candidates other than Trump and DeSantis, the survey still shows the former president leading big by a margin of 62% to 31% poll also suggests that 56 percent of Republicans say Trump did nothing wrong in the classified documents case, though it remains to be seen if late last week's superseding indictment has any impact on that support. My guess would be no. And as it relates to Trump's actions after the 2020 vote, 75 percent of Republicans say he was exercising his right to contest the election. Just 19 percent say his actions threatened American democracy, Charlie Sykes, Charlie Sykes, Charlie Sykes. So this is yet another poll that shows that this is Donald Trump's party, no matter what sort of legal peril he faces himself in. We have just spent the first little bit of the show detailing the new allegations, and it sure doesn't seem like it matters. That same dinner where we played that sound from Will Hurd, all the Republicans were there. I won't surprise you to learn who had the biggest crowd and the biggest reception. And that's Donald Trump. Yeah, I would say that uh, these uh, these polls are unambiguous so what happened in Iowa was pretty clear if you wanted to know what the what the nature of the Republican Party was right now. I mean, he, he still dominates the party He goes into Iowa, he he insults the governor there. Um, and he, he's the only candidate that gets the standing ovation. Uh, one of the candidates that actually calls him out uh, is uh, is booed. Uh So the poll makes it very, very clear that, that at, at this point, I think I mean, here's the reality check, Jonathan. Um, I, I think you'd have to be naive to the point of being delusional to think that uh, Donald Trump is not going to be the Republican nominee for for president, despite all of this. Uh, And I think you have to be naive to the point of being delusional to think that any of these uh, these indictments are going to change all of that, because what you have is this alternative reality of the Republican base that...
0: Let me... Let me... me, Okay. Uh, I could play this forever. And I particularly want to play the part where, where in fact, if we can get that other cut about the right wing populism, j- just a short one. I don't want it right yet. I'm going to get it in a second. Boris, I had uh, I had Mark Mitchell of Rasmussen on this morning and it's kind of a shout out for his to, to the work he's done because and, and help me out here and please correct me if I'm wrong. New York Times Siena poll. Harry Enton and, and CNN, and I have a Harvard Harris poll. And the last time I looked, that's not Trafalgar, it's not Richard Barris, it's not Gateway Pundit, it's not Breitbart, it's not anyone that is towards the side of the Trump populist movement. And I have Rasmussen, they all have Trump up, I don't know, 30, 40, or 50 points in the primary. That's right. They all have Trump now up. Each Each one of them has Trump up five or more in the head-to-head matchup with Biden. But most importantly, because still some people may be hesitant and reticent to say I'm voting for Trump, they has him up 19 and 20 points among independents. 19 or 20 points among independents. And we had the thing last night that the first time, I think, that Exiles de Grass was sending me, that it's trending now, is I think R plus 2 or R plus 3 for the 2024. Remember in 16, it was D plus 5, in 18, I think it was D plus 6. And in 2020, it was D plus 5 again. So these are all massive, uh, massive movements uh, that are happening. And now it's, it's laid on top of Rasmus. And so you're seeing that it's this is just not one off. It's like I always say, it's not the point. It's the slope. And you can see all the trend lines and all the different polling uh, is trending our way. Your thoughts, sir?
3: Stephen, also political morning consult. I mean, Political Morning Council, which is a poll that effectively weekly goes through uh, the the touch points and goes one by one by one, President Trump is up by that literally right, right about the same, 56 to 17, 59 to 16. These, move, these polls move time and time and time and time again, and they're all moving the same way. He was at 56 to 17 in political morning consult, then he goes up to 59 to 16, then he'll be over 60, and the Florida governor continues continues to sink. And then here's the other part that's vital. You've got to be connecting the national polls to the state polls, and they literally line up one by one. President Trump is up by huge amounts in Iowa, in South Carolina, okay. in New Hampshire. Okay. And what's, what you t- see t- happening t- t- is is a complete yeah. move away from any of these pretenders in the keyboard Elves, as you call them. And you know why, Steve? Because the problems our country is facing are getting larger and larger and more and more serious. And the Republican electorate and the country overall want the broadest shoulders possible to handle yeah. them. And that's President Donald J. Trump.
0: Let me I want to play this short then. Can we play this short? Because you've got to help me answer the question. Why people that say the Republicans as donors and why the corrupt uh, foreigners that are the Murdochs, by the way, have I mentioned today they're foreigners? Oh, okay, I just did. Um, Why they are bound and determined to stop Donald J. Trump. Can I have the short clip from Morning Mika this morning? More
5: and more, especially as candidates like Ron DeSantis have risen, who, while not a populist himself necessarily, certainly is, is far to the right of most voters in the country. Do you think that this is an overall realignment that we're seeing among Republican voters with right-wing populism? Or is this really just more cult-like behavior about Donald Trump himself and Trumpism?
0: Boris... What is it? What no? But no, What what is it about the realignment? We're we're a right wing populist movement, but they continue to 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 smear it by just saying, it. And, and now it's over fifty percent of the American people. I would actually argue it's probably fifty five percent of the American people or more. They're arguing, they still want to argue that this is nothing more than a uh, cult. Boris Epstein.
3: Well, first of all, just from those pictures, if I were anybody who even cares a tiny smidge for the Florida governor, I would really strongly urge him to stop dressing like Glenn Youngkin's mini-me, okay? The poor guy, just, it's an, an annihilation of humanity, the kind of which I've never <laughs> seen, you know? <laughs> it's the most pathetic so thing I've ever seen. He's all shriveled up in that sweater vest. Steve, one of the things in that poll, in the New York Times-Cent poll, 75% of Republicans said that President Trump was in his full right, in that poll, and his full right to contest the election, which means at least 75 percent of Republicans believe the election was rigged and stolen. OK, that is not just right wing populism. That means a MAGA is now and has has been fully in control and fully ascendant within the Republican Party. And no, this isn't, you know, about a call. This is not this is about. The President Trump and his historic win in 2016 changed the Republican Party forever and changed the country forever. And he united this broad spectrum of a coalition. And yes, Morning Mika and MSDNC, they don't want to, they don't want to acknowledge it because they don't want to accept it. But this is reality. This is reality. And it's reality that's spreading all the way from the West Coast to all the way to the East Coast. The the okay. fact that yeah. Americans want to stand screen. for America, yeah. for American manufacturing and American yeah. greatness. Yeah.
0: Well, let me let me let me let me add let's play Hugh Hewitt. I wanna I wanna play
3: Chris Sununu
0: on Hugh Hewitt saying it's not about policy. Let's play that clip.
3: So I'm coming back up here to Studio North during January in order to be close to that. Let me ask you now, again, keeping in mind the New Hampshire voters who are listening, the reason that Republican candidates come on this show all the time, including the former president, Governor DeSantis, they want to talk to New Hampshire voters. What should they say to New Hampshire voters to get their attention, Governor, and more importantly, their vote?
4: They should say um, they should not worry about policy. They got to show some character, and they got to listen. See what I told Tim Scott, and I help all the candidates. I do I do events with all of them, and I was telling Tim Scott, which is one of, a candidate, just as an example, has got this great background story. And I said, look, make it shorter. Make your story a little shorter, so you give them more time to tell their story. You got to connect with people on their issues, not yours. And don't start impre- trying to impress people. I tell this. I was talking to DeSantis about this and all that. I said, don't worry about the policy stuff. We we got that. You got to be about character, about looking people in the eye, and you got to show that. You're not just uh, viable to stand on the stage. You're the one on the stage. You are the leader. You are the winner. You're the, the person that is going to inspire the rest of the party to get bigger and more excited. So it's really about kind of that a little bit of that charisma and leadership that they got to show okay. to folks one on
0: one. This this is this is it's not about policy. They treat you like morons. They just want some guy up there to say, oh, yeah, you know, I got a story. I got a great story. It's all B.S. This is another lightweight sununu. Horace Epstein, your thoughts?
3: Of course, no doubt about it. These people have lost any, and it's not just the electeds. it's the electeds and it's the, some of the big donors. They've lost any relationship with the reality and any relationship with Republican actual voters. They do not. They do not understand that where, where our our country is and our voters are is is fighting, truly fighting against the Chinese Communist Party, truly fighting against all the radical forces that are coming at us. And yes, fighting against the weaponization of law enforcement, which President Trump is obviously leading as they come at him from every single angle. And that is why the the coalescence of support, and you see it in every poll, national and statewide, New Hampshire, Iowa, South Carolina, is unlike anything that truly has been seen in modern American history and has proven the rhinos wrong one more time. And here's another poll that's very interesting. uh, The Morning Council put out a poll of favorability of, of U.S. senators, and guess who is literally at the very bottom of the, li- the list? The last one on the list is one and only Mitch McConnell. Why? Because McConnell. The Democrats don't like him, but the Republicans don't like him either because he's left our party behind. He's upside down by what? 29. Well,
0: how did they, they get to your morning newsletter? How did they get to your Instagram?
3: Boriscp.com, sign up right now, BorisCB.com, hot to Twitter at BorisCB, hot on Twitter at Boriscp. hot on Twitter at BorisCB, hot on Twitter at Boris, hot on the so ground, Boris on the Stay strong, God bless, and catch you soon.
0: Boris, thank you very much. Short commercial break, Julie Kelly, J6, next in the war room.
3: We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP.
0: Why are so many people buying emergency food right now? As tensions continue to escalate, our fragile food supply chain will break again. One shocking headline spreads panic like wildfire, and grocery stores are empty within hours. That means you really need a proper supply of emergency food on hand before, not after, before disaster strikes. You'll breathe easier knowing you can feed your family in any crisis. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com for your one week emergency food supply. That's mypatriot.com for your one week emergency food supply. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest preparedness company with millions of happy, worry free customers. It comes in a nifty ammo can that's loaded with delicious food. There's no skimping with these meals, offering over 2,000 calories per day. Don't skip the special $30 savings available this week only on the one-week emergency food supply. This week only, 30 bucks off. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Action, action, action. Use your agency. Take advantage of this special.
3: So I'm coming back up here to Studio North during January in order to be close to that. Let me ask you now, again, keeping in mind the New Hampshire voters who are listening, the reason that Republican candidates come on this show all the time, including the former president, Governor DeSantis, they want to talk to New Hampshire voters. What should they say to New Hampshire voters to get their attention, Governor, and more importantly, their vote?
4: They should say um, they should not worry about policy. They got to show some character, and they got to listen. See what I told Tim Scott, and I help all the candidates. I do I do events with all of them, and I was telling Tim Scott, which is one of, a candidate, just as an example, has got this great background story. And I said, look, make it shorter. Make your story a little shorter, so you give them more time to tell their story. You got to connect with people on their issues, not yours. And don't start impre- trying to impress people. I tell this. I was talking to DeSantis about this and all that. I said, don't worry about the policy stuff. We we got that. You got to be about character, about looking people in the eye, and you got to show that. You're not just uh, viable to stand on the stage. You're the one on the stage. You are the leader. You are the winner. You're the, the person that is going to inspire the rest of the party to get bigger and more excited. So it's really about kind of that a little bit of that charisma and leadership that they got to okay. show to folks one on one.
0: All the phoniness. Y- you want to know why the country's in the shape it's in right there. You just heard it. And remember, Chris Sununu is royalty. He's a princeling in the Bush Hunter. And I'm talking old man Bush, not the moronic freaking son that got us into the war in Iraq. I'm not talking about that idiot. I'm talking about the old man. I'm talking about the railhead of the problems of part of the establishment. Remember, old man Sununa was was uh, Bush's uh, chief of staff. I think old man Sanuna, I got to check this Was the chief of staff when he sent Scowcroft. He sent Scowcroft over to, to, to see Deng Xiaoping to tell Deng Xiaoping the blood wasn't washed off the frickin concrete in Tiananmen Square when he went over there and said, we got your back. We got your back. For the second time in 50 years, the American establishment and the American administrative state sold out Lao Beijing, sold out the Chinese people, all the suffering they had been through. And right there, six months before the Berlin Wall fell. All of modern history have been different. They rose up and actually built out of, out of what, crepe paper, a, a goddess of liberty, a, a replica, the Statue of Liberty right there. There was old man Sununu, and that's the devil's spawn son, and he's mocking you. It's not about policy. We got that. It's not about policy. We got that. That's because it's all neoliberal, neocon, elitist. This is why that is the controlled opposition. And they're up in your grill. Just show me some charisma. Let me be able to get you on Fox and have the moron Steve Ducey on the sofa bouncing up and down on the white sofa. Well, we got Governor Glenn Youngkin. This is why the country, it's not the progressive radical Democrats. Of course they want to change the country with the oligarchs on Wall Street and the tech oligarchs. Obviously they want to change it. They're globalists. It's the people you've been ringing doorbells for and sending money to and knocking on doors and voting for. Sununu is the ether of that. Don't worry about policy. Not by, we got that. We got that. The smart ones, the elders, the people that make things happen. that We got that. Well, the war room posse would beg to differ, sir. It is about policy. And yes, it's about people that can hammer through. That's why Trump, he's an armor-piercing shell. He's the first to admit he's imperfect. He's an armor-piercing shell. Why do people love him? Why are people bonding more than ever back on this, his third win for the presidency in the second term? Why is that when Fox News and all the Republican establishment and all the Republican media are against him? Because they understand, they get it. And you had Sununu and you got, no offense, DeSantis, that was, let me be blunt, that was a disgrace. That was a disgrace. If that's what you've got, in the five of the eight counties in around Washington, D.C., are the wealthiest counties in the country. How did that happen? All they're selling is hot air. Come on, dude, give it up. Frickin' joke. Julie Kelly, you're all after. And this this is a warrior right here. Julie Kelly, you're, you're all after Jack Smith. I read your article on your website. is Jack Smith. He did it for all the J6 guys. There's still guys rotten in jails. I don't think he'll come to trial. Is he going to try to come forward when he indicts Trump and look to, to put President Trump in jail awaiting his trial? Is that what's going to happen, ma'am?
6: He very well could, and I lay out in my article on my Substack exactly why, and there's a few reasons why Jack Smith could request pretrial detention, which is basically denying bail for uh, Donald Trump. Um, First of all, let's keep in mind this case, unlike the classified documents case, will be prosecuted in the cesspool, Trump-hating cesspool, that is the D.C. federal courthouse. Um, And these judges have acted as nothing more than a rubber stamp, first for DOJ and now for Jack Smith, anything related to the prosecution of Donald Trump, his associates, and of course all the way down to his voters and supporters. So there was an important ruling handed down by Beryl Howell, one of our favorite judges, Obama appointee, in February of 2021. And, Steve, what she did was so egregious, she actually laid out specific no-bail rules for January 6th defendants. It didn't matter what their conduct was. They didn't even know each other. What she argued was they acted as part of a mob and this was such a horrific day that anyone who was prosecuted related to the events of January 6th should be pulled into this whole group of January 6th defendants and treated differently based on their crimes versus anybody else who would go before her or the other D.C. judges. So I explain this very important ruling. It was six factors in the case of William Crestman, who, by the way, Steve, is still in jail. From February of 2021, he's still in jail. His trial is supposed to start Friday. It's been delayed numerous times, so it's called depressing. Hang
0: on. The press ho, 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 ho. Hang on. You're telling me there's a guy in jail
6: mm-hmm.
0: two and a half years yes, after sir. he was indicted, and he yes, hasn't sir. gone to trial yet. Is this like the is this the most is it by the way, is this is this the most dangerous terrorist that has ever walked planet Earth? How do you how do you remain in jail for two and a half years prior to your trial starting? Man, what what did this guy do? Did he blow up the Capitol? Did he destroy the White House? Did he take a uh, did he take down the Washington Monument? Did he kill a did he level a school of, of school children? What did he do?
6: I wish he was a dangerous terrorist because then he would have all of the criminal justice and all the civil rights organizations and big shot criminal defense attorneys who come to routinely come to the defense of actual foreign terrorists over the years. But when you have a man like William Crestman, who was charged as one of the members, alleged members of the Proud Boys, he's charged with conspiracy, this obstruction of an official proceeding felony that I'm sure will be the top count uh, that Jack Smith brings against Donald Trump for January 6th. I think he's accused of interfering with a police officer. I don't even think he's charged with attacking a police officer. But what DOJ does is they add superseding indictments, like we saw last Friday in the case of the classified documents, Jack Smith adding charges and another defendant. And what that does is basically resets the clock and so there's been superseding indictments in that case. Then they've added, I believe, co-defendants. And so this has dragged on the process now for uh, two and a half years, remarkably. But what happened in his in this decision was Beryl Howell setting out uh, what she called a framework for every one of the D.C. judges to consider when they were deciding whether to deny bail for uh, January 6th defendants. And as you know, we've talked about now, more than 100 January 6th defendants, including those not accused of any violence, attacking police officers or destroying property, have been held, denied bail under pretrial detention orders by judges appointed by Republican and Democratic presidents. So that is really the grounds for which Jack Smith could seek to deny Donald Trump's release.
0: You think that he is going to because he's done this with other J6 things. You think particularly if he indicts him for what is it, uh, stopping a government proceeding, uh, stopping a proceeding, that since he's obstruction of the proceeding, that he will then move to uh, for pretrial incarceration?
6: He absolutely very well could. And I don't think anyone should be surprised if Jack Smith does file a motion to keep Donald Trump in custody based on the criminal counts that I expect in this uh, forthcoming indictment. There is precedent to keep people only charged with obstruction and a few other misdemeanors. There is precedent, believe it or not, judges who have denied their release simply because they were tied to the events of January 6th. So he has this court ruling. He has case precedent by multiple judges. He also could use the classified documents prosecution as another reason to try to convince, easily convince a D.C. judge that Donald Trump poses a threat to the community, to the country, because he's being prosecuted for willfully retaining national defense information, and at the same time is going to be charged with at least First indictment, obstruction, and a few other counts. Now, this will only be the first indictment. I expect at least a few superseding indictments in January six as well. Um, so that's what I just lay out in my piece, and people should not put
0: Why do you? say? Why do you say superseding? Why do you say there's going to be superseding? Because won't that just move the that's trial back? I thought. I thought Smith. I thought Smith. I thought Smith was on a on a uh, was on a, uh, was, on a uh, was on a time crunch here.
6: No, I definitely. I don't think he even ever wants to go to trial on the classified documents case because it's all garbage. I mean, I posted on Twitter this not, open- not
0: classified document. Hang on, hang on. Ho, ho, right. not, not classified documents. I agree with you, and I agree. I'm talking about in J six. I thought he's right. under the clock here. Is he going to put out superseding a? Do- I thought he said he's going to put out superseding a docu- uh, uh, indictments on J six. Do you believe that?
6: Oh, absolutely. I mean, even if this is the initial indictment, he'd be hard-pressed to take this to trial before the November election. So what Jack Smith wants to do in DOJ and the media is death by a thousand cuts. So this will be the first big headline, whatever the first criminal indictment contains, the, the counts in that indictment. But he's going to add counts, and he's going to add defendants, because he needs to keep fueling the headlines. And these defendants could be John Eastman, Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, Mark Meadows. They could be a few House members. So this is the long game that he's going to play. He's he's not trying to get to trial before November. He is just trying to keep building the momentum, generating this bloodlust on the left, which is another reason why I think he might seek pretrial detention, because they have created this expectation, Steve, you know this for more than six years, that this Department of Justice is going to get Donald Trump behind bars. They're not going to do it before the election because neither one of these trials will get to uh, cases will get to trial before then. The only way they can get him behind bars, put that image in everyone's mind, gratify the millions of Democratic uh, Party uh, voters who have been brainwashed, willfully brainwashed by this propaganda uh, is to put him behind bars awaiting trial. And um, I have no doubt that Jack Smith could pursue that. And if he does, I I have no doubt a judge will sign off on it.
0: Twenty were arrested last week. I don't have time to go through that today, but I got to get you back on here. But I need everybody to go to your sub stack, walk through how people get there and uh, how, how they connect with you on social media.
6: Thanks so much, Steve. So I'm on Substack Declassified with Julie Kelly. If you become a subscriber, you get all my pieces right to your mailbox. I post a lot of breaking news on Twitter, Julie underscore Kelly too. You can also subscribe to me there where you can get different content and uh, uh, different uh, levels of engagement. So it's a new era in the media space. It's exciting, uh, but I encourage people to, to check out my work at my Substack, please.
0: Julie Kelly, you're the best. Fight on, ma'am. I'm going to have you back on here about these indictments and also what happened last week. Another 20, I think, people, which wasn't even covered except by you. Another 20 rounded up. Julie Kelly, thank you very much. Honored to have you on here, ma'am.
6: Thanks for having me on, Steve.
0: Of everything that's been happening over the last weekend, one of the most important things may have missed everybody's grap- uh, grasp. WorldCoin, Sam Altman. We've asked Joe... Uh, Joe Allen to come off the road and explain it all to us short commercial break back in the warm a moment World coin Biometrics Joe Allen transhumanism all next okay imagine you're at your doctor's office your doctor glances up from the chart and says and I quote, "Hey whatever you're doing keep it up End quote. Now, that's the Field of Greens better health promise. Check out this customer testimonial. He said, and I want to quote here, I've been taking Field of Greens, and this is the second time my doctor has danced into the room praising my blood results. Credit where credit's due. Thanks, Field of Greens. End quote. Now, each fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected for a specific health benefit. Some support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidneys. Others support metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss. If you're busy, if you don't get enough exercise, if you eat too much fast food, take Field of Greens. Look, Field of Greens can't promise your doctor will dance into your room, but they can promise at your next checkup, your doctor will notice you improve health or you get your money back. Let me repeat that. You get your money back. I trust Field of Greens for my health, and you can too. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Take action today. Use your agency, fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon, and get the better health promise.
2: Introducing Amazon One, a free service that lets you use your palm to quickly pay for things, gain access, earn rewards, and more. All you need is a credit card, your phone number, and your palm. That's it. Since your palm is unique and can't be lost or misplaced, you can get things done quickly and securely.
0: At the CLEAR Enrollment Center, our CLEAR Ambassador will guide you through the fast, one time enrollment process. No appointment is necessary. We'll capture your face and eyes and do a one time scan of your physical ID, like a driver's license or passport.
2: We have two of the WorldCoin founders, Alex Blania and Sam Altman. Sam, I, re- I think this story uh, starts with you. Um, can you talk about just like the inception of the idea of WorldCoin, where it came from uh, and what the aha moment about why we need something like WorldCoin in the in the future? I, I started thinking initially that it would be quite powerful if you could have the biggest network, like the biggest financial and identity network imaginable. If you could have something truly global. And sort of had no good ideas about how to do that. Uh, the first version we started talking about this was something like, "Well, what if we scan the palm of everybody on Earth?" But the reason I was excited about it is as the world sort of head to- heads towards powerful AI systems, I thought that if we could do something to eventually redistribute wealth through some sort of global UBI at scale, or maybe even access to these systems, which would be the most important component of wealth someday, and also be able to verify unique humanness uh, with a different lens on how to preserve privacy. That would be more important as sort of AI advanced.
0: Okay. Welcome back. Joe Allen joins us. So right there, he lays it out. This is getting the cattle, this is getting the cattle into the sloth to get ready for the slaughter. Is this any different than the old, than Abilene, Texas? You drive them up, you drive the cattle up from Texas uh, into Kansas and get them ready for the slaughterhouse, sir?
2: Yeah, I'm definitely hearing a lot of mooing from the WorldCoin customers. Uh, Same with Amazon One Palm payment and definitely same with the clear iris identification. Uh, It's really, Steve, you know, we talked about it before and you had said, you know, this is a small number of people. Right now, WorldCoin, they have just over 2 million at last count, but that's only after a very short period of time of signing people up. Uh, Amazon One has 3 million people who have signed their biometric uh, palm identity. I-, I don't know if it will read your future or your lifeline, but it will definitely uh, be used as a sort of biological credit card. And then uh, uh, Clear, which has been around for a long time, they have about 16 million uh, customers. So it's a small number of people proportionately, but it's also extremely visible. So Amazon, you've got every world uh, every whole food store in the country is going to be having these palm payment systems and Amazon One is in all these different entertainment venues. Uh, and then you know clear, you see that in every airport and even if it is a small number of people, it's a growing number of people. and it, it really is an ominous sign. So right now as well, you have Europe moving to bar uh, free passage for American passports in Europe. 2024 is going to require a visa and it's going to require biometric information so you would need to submit either maybe fingerprints this or is perhaps your yeah. world ID. So no, these, this these is things are we're, we're underwriting, we're under
0: we're, we're underwriting, we're underwriting Europe's defense. We underwrite the whole thing through NATO. You're not going to be able to go to Europe unless you give them the biometric. I mean this is they put it out the visa you're going to have a visa now to go to Europe. And you're going to have to provide biometric. Real quickly, while I've got you there, I want to go back to WorldCoin because WorldCoin is much more insidious than the first two. Give me a minute yes. on WorldCoin, Sam Altman, on Sam Altman trying to create a global financial system once he's got your biometric, biometric information.
2: Yeah, Sam Altman is key to this because of all the other projects he's working on. Right now, they're assuring people that you know, WorldCoin works on a zero-knowledge proof, meaning that even they wouldn't be able to see your biometric ID. Uh, that is still in the works, and there's really no way to be assured that you can trust them. On the larger scale, though, of course, Sam Altman is the co-founder and now CEO of OpenAI. They're moving towards artificial general intelligence by their own admission, and Sam Altman is a true believer. He thinks that it's going to change everything, his Moore's Law for everything. It will replace all menial labor, most intellectual labor, eventually all labor. And so it will require everyone to have a sort of quasi-socialist, quasi-communist, universal basic income. World ID, again, by his own description and world coin, is the precursor For a world in which artificial intelligence runs everything, and in order to prove your humanness, to get your digital blockchain ration, you will need to have your eyeball scanned with the WorldCoin evil orb. Uh, All of it, you know, Steve, you never know exactly how far any of these things will actually go. It's moving forward fast, and absolutely, uh, it it doesn't matter if it ends up being WorldCoin. These. All these technologies are setting a precedent for other companies and maybe more importantly the sheep, for nations yeah, and, who would like and, to use this.
0: And the sheep are lining up to get sheared. Uh, real quickly, the book is a tour de force, but your uh, your hit, uh, your one hour with Alex Jones day was incredible. Where do people get the book? How do they get your writing, sir?
2: Uh, you can find Dark Eon pre-sale, Amazon, all places books are sold. You can find links at the top of my social media at J-O-E-B-O-T-X-Y-Z, Twitter and Gitter, warroom.org under the transhumanism tab right there, and then you've got jobot.xyz. Thank you very much, Steve.
0: Joe, amazing! Uh, we're going to have you on your uh, on your travels as you go around and uh, and promote the book. But fantastic opening on uh, Alex Jones today! Thank you, sir, for coming on. Thank you very much. This dude. world coin quite quite Insultate quite serious. Anybody want your biometric information? He said maybe I'm not. Standing. Okay, Paul Robeson takes us out We're going to go to Rome next About the Ukraine Also Colonel Mills is going to join us About the CCP and what is going on In the middle of California This is a bioweapons lab we just uncovered Also Tim Alberino Is going to join us About what he thinks is one of the most important Congressional hearings in the history Of our republic All next hour, stick around in the war room Takes more
2: than guns To kill a man says joe i didn't die says joe i didn't die and standing there as big as life and smiling
0: with his eyes says... in my younger days i was a naval officer on a destroyer in fact i was the a-gang officer in charge of all the engineering systems that were not main propulsion. And one of those was air purification. And I can tell you the standards of the United States Navy are second to none. If all home air purifiers are the same, why did the US Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify? You also receive a free air quality monitor, plus fast, free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve. Veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Solti. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart.